What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buzz Talk. Today is Wednesday, November 9th. I'm your host, Kevin Henry, and I'm here to get you going. A little bit different of a show today. Matthew Violet, unfortunately, due to scheduling issues, will not be attending as my co-host for this week's episode. He will definitely be back for next episode, but obviously with the time change, he's three hours behind in Seattle uh, from Eastern Standard Time, and uh, you know he's he, he's definitely here to stay for the long haul. Uh, he worked on some new transitions for us, so uh, got a lot to unpack today. Uh, the the Patriots obviously getting a win going into their bye week. I'm going to give you my top 10 power rankings from 10 to one. I wanted to touch on the Celtics and NBA for a little bit. And lastly, we'll end the show with week 10 pick them. So good, good show in store for us today. We wish Matt could, could join, but the, the show must go on and uh, I'm here to, to keep it going. So without further ado, let's go. I think it's time to buzz. You with me? Okay, jumping into things here. Uh, first, want to touch on the Patriots. Five and four coming into the bye week. Not sure how great I feel overall about it, but I'll break down the Colts game and then uh, we'll, we'll bring this into power rankings. But uh, the Patriots beat the Colts at home 26 to three. The thing that I took out of this game, though, really is the Colts are just in an absolute dismay uh they don't know who their quarterback is they just fired frank reich right and they just hire jeff saturday who has no prior experience to coaching at any level so i'm not sure how much of of this loss we can take from i don't i don't think we can take much it felt it it felt like to me this was a nine seven game it, it, the offense has been putrid. The offensive line has been the worst part of this team. And, you know, you can give Mac Jones the benefit of the doubt because he's missed three games. But ultimately, I think this falls back on Bill. And as much as we trust Bill and we want Bill to succeed and we give him the credit he rightfully deserves – you know, he's the number two winningest coach of all time. Hopefully when it's all said and done, he'll be the winningest, but you hire Matt Patricia and Joe judge, two buddies of yours. I, it just, I don't know who else in this league would take them as coaches. Never mind offensive coaches. You know, Matt Patricia's calling the plays. Joe judge is doing what he's doing, but that's where it falls on. I think it all—it always starts at the top, and you know Belichick has definitely deserved to be the GM. 
but it's just, it's, it hasn't been pretty this year and being five and four, it, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel great going into the bye. I mean, this defense is good. They'll keep you in most games. Obviously that bears game was an anomaly and they didn't keep Judon on the field for much of that game. They, they, they did too much that game, but anyways, uh, talking about Judon, uh, the team had nine total sacks, which is huge. Judon leads the league, I believe by three sacks, maybe two and a half. Uh, he's at 11 and a half sacks. So this is the Matt Judon we saw previous to the bye week of last year. And if he can, you know, manage his reps on the field and stay healthy, he's going to be the anchor of your defense. The secondary has still been very impressive as well, but you can't tell me that we're going to take a lot of what we saw last week and, and apply it to the second half of the year. I'm, I'm not going to, I just don't buy it. And as much as I want to be optimistic about this team going forward, if, if you just look at their schedule, right. I mean, they're in a gauntlet these next few weeks. They're playing at home against the Jets. They play Minnesota on Thanksgiving night, which should be a great game. You got a Thursday night game against Buffalo. You got the Cardinals. You got the Raiders. You got the Bengals, Dolphins, and you finish it up with Buffalo. I mean, you can schedule those two Buffalo games as a loss. I mean, realistically... I don't know if you're good enough to beat the Vikings. The Jets game next week holds a lot of weight into what you're going to be coming down the stretch. And if the offensive line can't figure it out, I mean, Isaiah Wynn has been horrible. Michael Wenu has been a uh, – he, he shined so far this year, him and Andrews, but Andrew – Andrews has a concussion. He's out. Hopefully with, with getting rest on the bye week, he'll be able to come back. But I mean, you still have a young quarterback in his second year and he was a gunslinger the first three weeks. He gets hurt against Baltimore and it was a double-edged sword. He was throwing the ball for a lot of yards and they were scoring touchdowns, but they're also leading the league in turnovers. And you had a chance to beat Baltimore. You, it wasn't on him, but Nelson Aguilar fumbles when you're driving. Four minutes left in the game about that. And I, I just, if this offensive line doesn't figure it out, you're not going to be a playoff team. I mean, you can piece the puzzle together, but it doesn't matter. That offensive line is horrid. And if Andrews, you know, hopefully he comes back. And, and Damian Harris has been out, and that'll take the workload off Stevenson. And Ramondre's been your best offensive weapon by far he's slowly turning into a dual threat but even the rookies can't get on the field so I don't know I I'm realistically when I look at this schedule uh, you know you can see them picking up speed against the Cardinals and the Raiders but then again Belichick's record against former coaches of his he doesn't have the best track record so uh, you know, even if you win the Jets game, do you feel like you can beat Minnesota and then Buffalo? I, I don't think so. So right there, you're looking at six and six, maybe eight and six. If you 
you sweep that road trip, and then you play Cincinnati. I'd I'd give that a loss. Eight and seven. Miami, they're they're more talented than you are. I mean, week one was you got flat out beat, but that always happens in Miami. You can't say they don't lose in Foxborough to Miami because that that happens. What happened to Tom Brady's last year? Miami came in week 17, beat you, beat you out of a playoff spot. And then you got the Bills again. So, uh, you know, even best case scenario, I see this team as being a nine-win team. Best case. Four and five down the stretch. That's just, I, 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 we can't kid ourselves here. I mean, they haven't put Mac Jones in a position to elevate his game. It's a new offense. And the play calls uh, just haven't been consistent. They haven't been good. The, it looked like the Jets knew what we were, we were calling. It looked like, it, it really looked like even the Colts knew what we were doing. Here's a stat for you. 31 drives, the last 31 drives for Mac Jones, two touchdowns have came out of it. And one was a two-yard touchdown on third down to Ramondre Stevenson, a one-handed catch that your defense set up for you. So this gunslinger, it, it, it looks like they're they're sh- you know, they're they're shadowing him here. They're they're not letting Mac Jones throw the ball like he was. And maybe that was his best way to learn. Maybe that is the way we learn if if we figure out if he's the guy or not. Because you're going to have to know. You got one more year. Really, next year is the year you're going to know or not. And then you're going to have to go back into the draft and look for another quarterback. Or maybe you look at Jimmy G for next year. We'll see how that all turns out in, in San Fran. Shanahan doesn't seem to be a big fan of him. He seems like that limits the team. But then he went, then again, he went and got McCaffrey. So as a Patriots fan, obviously, yeah, I, I want them to be in the playoffs and I, I want them to succeed. But I mean, really, where do you see this team going? Do you feel great at five and four? You just feel mediocre. That's what it feels like. It feels like the defense will keep it close, but you don't have the offensive firepower to keep up with a lot of teams. And the Jets are coming off their biggest win in, in in recent memory, really. I mean, besides the the years with Rex Ryan, they went to the AFC Championships. <clears throat> These are the biggest wins they've had since I've been alive. The whole 25 years of it. But they got their work cut out for them. And thank the Lord for a good defense. Cause I'm not sure where this team would be. And, you know, Bill can keep it together. Obviously the job he did with Cam Newton that year going seven and nine was, was amazing. And I think that's, that's overlooked a lot. That roster with that quarterback, he kept it together. And then Mac Jones comes in last year and he's on fire. And, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna praise him for making the pro bowl by default. No one watches the pro bowl. No one really cares about it. But it's a good it, it's good for the kid and his morale. But maybe he does need to be humbled, and maybe that's what's happening right now by the play calling. They're not giving him those chances to throw it deep or anything like that. And mind you, now that this comes to mind, they're a pick six away in MetLife 
from being four and five. Let's remember that. It would have been a 17 to three game at halftime. And that just, this team cannot come back from deficits. And I want to know the stat. This is why I wish Matt was here, but I want to know the stat where Mac Jones or excuse me, what's their record when the opposing teams have scored 25 points or more as Mac Jones is your quarterback? I I think it's winless. I mean, even if we want to go back to the games this year that they've won, uh, 17-14 against the Steelers, 29-0 against the, the Lions, 38-15, 22-17, 26-17, 28-15, So <laughs> three touchdowns and you lose, basically. Three touchdowns and a field goal. We'll call it that. I don't want to rant too much about this, but it needs to be heard. They need to they need to figure this out. Because Patriots fans aren't aren't going to keep up with this for too long, uh, you know. And Bills not on a on a tight leash by any means, you know. We we have to be thankful for him, but I mean the coaching job, the debacle he had a, a Monday night against Chicago uh, has just been that was. It's like he he treated it like a preseason game. It's a professional team, actually. Since then, Justin Fields has been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He made you look stupid at home on national TV. He made you look like you, you you picked the wrong quarterback. That's what it looked like. I'm not sure the direction of this team. I'm not sure we know what they do offensively. They're, they've tried to jamble things together. And nothing, I mean, the spread offense hasn't been working. You know, they... They're play action. I mean, the, the offense they ran with Zappy was good. It was still a bit limited, but you know, Mac Jones has, you know, a better arm. He, he's more accurate and as nice as the Zappy fever was, and that's kind of got you, you believe it or not into the position you're in. Uh, Mac Jones has, has got to be the guy going forward and they need to, they need to have balance. They need to let him throw, and manage mistakes, but, you know, inevitably, if you look at Josh Allen, you know, he grew out of it. You know, that's what true quarterbacks do. And I'm not out on him being someone that can win you games, right? Right now, he's just asked to be a game manager. And he's only as good as the people around him is, is basically what it is. You know, he can, he can manage a game, but he's not going to win you it, right? Do you, do you really feel like you're down... 10 points in the fourth quarter and, and you, you, you have a need it drive like Tom Brady did. Seems, seems like something we're missing. Tom Brady, 44 seconds last week, the four o'clock game against the Rams at home fighting for his season. I mean, there's a lot of season left, but you know, if you go three and six there in Tampa, chances of you aren't, aren't of making the playoffs. I mean, I guess in that division, well, who am I kidding? 
eight, seven wins might, <laughs> might get you that division crown. <clears throat> so that's really all I got on the Patriots. Uh, overall, I, I think at best, at best, they, they go five and three down the stretch here. Um, you know, you got, you got eight games left. And I think four and four seems more like it, but five and three, and maybe that gets you in. You're in the best division in football. The Jets are six and three. The Dolphins, who have Tua now, Tua back, six and three. That offense is the most dynamic in football, probably. I don't know who other receiving cores you take over Tyreek and Waddle. And the Bills obviously having a tough loss, and hopefully Josh Allen isn't injured. No one wants to see that, but, um, you know, I'm not sure how you, you win in that division, but crazier things have happened. And listen, if if the Patriots were to somehow edge out in this division, it'd be a, a, a Belichick coaching masterpiece. But, you know, you got to you gotta give credit when it's due, and you've got to – You've got to take, you know, give blame when it's due. So that's it. All I all I have for the Patriots stuff. Um, obviously, the bye week this week. Then they're going. They're playing. They're staying at home, playing against the Jets in a pivotal AFC East slow sh- showdown. Next, we'll get into the power rankings. <laughs> Week 10 power rankings coming in. Uh, What a weird NFL season it's been. Scoring overall uh, is the lowest it's been since the 70s, if I read that right. Um, The the quarterbacks of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, aren't looking like they used to. It's been... uh, it's been it's been interesting to say the least. I I mean you got obviously the Eagles, uh, who haven't been tested all that much, obviously undefeated, but uh, you know they look like the the front runners in the NFC. However, uh, I do like the the Niners. I like the the Cowboys, and I do like the Vikings. I'm not sure they have the highest ceiling out of those four teams, but I do like them. But uh, without further ado, let's get this rolling. At number 10 is the New York Jets at 6-3. and three. They went on to beat Buffalo at home 20-17. to 17. Uh, That defense is for real, and that makes the Patriots' win look a little more impressive. Uh, Buffalo did not look great. Josh Allen made some bad turnovers. Uh, he got banged up a little bit as well. But Sauce Gardner, what a draft pick. Uh, what a what a player that guy is, is this year and, and going to be as we move forward. Uh, another caveat I wanted to add before I get into the rest of the power rankings. Uh, not the overall scoring, uh, but the this is a tweet from Adam Schefter. The average final score margin 
of 9.43 points this season is the lowest through week nine through 1970. So that's showing a lot of parity in the league, and I'm all here for it. It hasn't been the best year of football, I don't think, um, but I think it has a chance to be great later on. And I think the playoffs are going to be that more interesting. I mean, if you look at the Chiefs, you know, they got chinks in their armor. There isn't that one dominating team. You know, you could, you know, we all hope for a Chiefs-Bills AFC championship. You know, that's just kind of, you know, we we wouldn't want to settle for less. But obviously, that remains to be seen who plays the best down the stretch. Another thing that Shefty tweeted, there have been 72 games decided by seven points or fewer, the most such games through week nine in the history of the NFL. Once again, demonstrating parity. Better for the consumer, not necessarily right now, but by the end of the year, it will be. Uh, but anyways, Jets 6-3, and three, 2017 win against Buffalo, huge. Number nine, <clears throat> uh, the 6-2 and two New York Giants. They had a bye last week. I, I like this team's resiliency, and I think that's going to help them down the stretch. Um, you know, they still have a good amount of division games to be played. And that's another division that has been, uh, very, very good this year. Uh, so I, I do like the giants in at number nine. Uh, and I expect them to finish the year around there. I expect them to finish in the top 10, obviously still have a nine more games to go for them, but I, I really do like the, the direction they're going. And, um, Brian Dayball has done a terrific job with that, with that team. Number eight, a team that I expect to slide up in these rankings as the weeks progress, the Miami Dolphins, six and three, uh, beating the Chicago Bears with a rejuvenated offense and Justin Fields, 35-32. Uh, the Dolphins did acquire Bradley Chubb, but he had a tough assignment this week. Uh, Justin Fields uh has been one of the better fantasy quarterbacks these past weeks. And he's, uh, he's been amazing, but the dolphins offensively super dynamic and, and you know, it'll be interesting because as good as the dolphins are right now, it's still, there's no cold weather, you know, think about when they have to go on the road, potentially playing Kansas city in a playoff game or Buffalo or, or even Tennessee or Baltimore, you know, let's see how Tua plays in the cold and, I've been a, a big proponent of uh, of Tua. I didn't think he was that great, and he still misses a, a decent amount of throws, and he makes throws that are almost intercepted or should be intercepted. But all in all, I mean, they have the best wide receiving core. They have the fastest running back group in the league. It might come down to their defense and how much they can keep games close because I think the Dolphins are a team that can can score very quickly. So I have them at number eight. <clears throat> number seven uh this is the surprising team of the year with a comeback player of the year in geno smith at six and three the seattle seahawks beating the arizona cardinals 31 21 uh in arizona i love this story man i love this team they're they're slowly becoming america's team uh, just a team that everyone roots for when i want to is what i mean by that uh, everyone can kind of get behind them. And it looks like uh, Pete Carroll and, and management, upper management of Seattle, uh, 
it looks like they made the right move by by getting Russ out. You know, Russ wanted to be uh, less mobile quarterback. He wanted to run more of a Brady Rogers offense where he's throwing the ball. But let's be honest, Russ made his money in his legs, and you know he he threw the deep balls. But Geno Smith is picking right where he left off, and some. It's been an amazing year for them. We'll still see. Uh, you know, they still have the Rams. They still have the Niners. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to to see how that division plays out as we progress uh, into the second half of the season. Coming in at number six, the six and three Baltimore Ravens uh, going into the New Orleans Superdome, beating the Saints. Uh the Baltimore Ravens should be beating bad teams like that. That's how the good team should be beating bad teams. I mean, that's just how this works. And man, Lamar Jackson, the man just needs to get paid already. What are they waiting for? I just, I don't really understand it. Why would you not pay someone of that magnitude? He's special. Uh, I, I just, I don't get it. And they're going to go as far as Lamar takes them. Uh, they, you know, they added Roquan Smith and they have a good defense. Hopefully their secondary can, uh, can get healthy, but uh, the Ravens at number six at six and three coming in at number five, also on a bye week the Dallas Cowboys having Dak back is huge. That defense is for real. They, uh, they're going into Lambeau field this coming week. It's going to be, an interesting game. They're favored on the road, as they should be. But uh, I like this Cowboys team to potentially give the the Eagles some fits down the stretch here. Uh, you know, the Eagles beat the Cowboys when Cooper Rush was at the helm. Now it's Dak Prescott, and he looks like he's settling in. And also Tony Pollard. He's a baller. And uh, no pun intended. But he he's someone that is a difference maker along with Zeke Elliott. And, um, you know, maybe there, there's talks about Odell, Jerry Jones getting in the news, having having him saying he'll look good with the star on his helmet. I wouldn't hate to see that. I think that'd be a fun story. Number four, the 7-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they win 20-17 to 17 at Washington. Now, Primetime, Kirk Cousins has not shown itself. It will show itself uh, on Thanksgiving night against the Patriots, a game that I hope the Patriots do win. But, uh, you know, the Vikings haven't been taken serious as a, as a threat yet, and, and deservingly so. But they're definitely a team that, you know, they're, they're the team now that uh, wins close games and that wins these one score games. And that's huge, especially as you progress and you get into these tighter games down the stretch and you, you know, especially for the playoffs. I mean, they have a four game lead. I mean, they could have this division wrapped up and who's to say that's good or bad, but they'll have, they can have this division wrapped up by December, late November, depending on how this month plays out for them. Now for the top three, there's been a change. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are at number three, six and two. They win a close game at home against the Titans. Um, the Chiefs didn't look like the, the 
the everyday Chiefs. However, it looks like Juju Smith-Schuster is becoming a favorite target for Mahomes outside of Travis Kelsey, and that's huge for their offense. Um, it's good to see Juju playing at the level he used to back with the Steelers and Big Ben. So I think the Chiefs could just, you know, they'll be fine. McCole Hardman's been getting more touches too. He's probably benefited the most from Tyreek Hill's absence. Um, and the Chiefs should be there at the end, but they definitely, as I mentioned earlier, have some chinks in the armor. At number two now, the 6-2 and two Buffalo Bills. Uh, losing on the road at New York. The Jets making their case that they're a real team and then that, that they're here to stay. Um, I, I had to put the Eagles above them. I did. 8-0, uh, and oh, they deserve it. And that's where they are at number one. Beating the Texans 29-217 at home. Wasn't a pretty first half. However, uh, there's too much talent on that field and they're doing something the Patriots aren't doing. And that's putting a line of big offensive tackles in front of Jalen Hurts and a young quarterback. That's how you progress a quarterback. That's how he makes a big jump. And Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation as well. So those are my week 10 picks. I'll go through them again. Jets, Giants, Dolphins, Seahawks, Ravens, Cowboys, Vikings, Chiefs, Bills, Eagles. And that is the power rankings. I'll hop into some NBA and Celtics talk, and we will finish up the podcast with the week 10 pickums with Connor Meehan. Thank you. So wanted to get some Celtics talk in this week. Uh, On Monday was actually uh, the NBA declared it a NBA holiday. Uh, Every 32 teams were playing from 7 to 1030. There was a tip off every 15 minutes. I thought that was something really cool. And the NBA is is very innovative and they're very progressive compared to uh, the NFL, the NHL, and and absolutely the MLB. I know the MLB is trying to make some changes, but uh, the NBA is very, very good at at making changes and and doing doing stuff marketing-wise for the game that is more appeasing to fans. And I I think that, that keeps viewers, it retains them, because the NBA is a long season. It's 82 games. No one really gets serious about it till after the NFL playoffs end. So, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely smart in, in that aspect. But uh, the Celtics coming off a three-game win streak. They win on Monday night. They are 7-3 and three overall. They win in Memphis, 109-106. Tatum, I believe, had 35 points. I could be wrong on that. But... Uh, one thing Tatum has done exceptionally well this year is scored the basketball. And he leads, he now through the first 10 games has scored more points than any other Boston Celtic has through 10 games. And that speaks volume. So Jason Tatum, he's averaging 31.2. So 
He's at 312 total points through 10 games. Sam Jones is at 295. Havelcheck 281. Pierce 279. And Bird at 276. Obviously a different league these days than it was even five, ten years ago. But I think it speaks volume to the the type of player Jason Tatum is. Um, he, he's getting himself into conversations of top five. And if you don't think that, you might want to go go watch him play a game. He might not be as consistent as Celtics fans want him to be, but he, he's he's so far in the MVP conversations, in my opinion. He's up there with the Jokic and, and Giannis so far. Drew Holiday's played out of his mind to start the year, too. Um, one of my more maybe favorite players in this league. But uh, Tatum went in to Memphis, beat a <clears throat> very good Grizzlies team. They're atop of the conference. Uh, so that speaks volume. Um, they also beat the Bulls 123 to 119. Uh, the Bulls decimated the Celtics in the second half uh, earlier in the year in Chicago. Uh, and then they beat the Knicks, I believe that was on Sunday, 133 to 118. Uh, so that is uh, 27 made threes, new franchise record. Shout out Matt with the notes. That's crazy. Um, uh, as much as Matt wanted to be here, he, he added some some killer notes. I'm, I'm, I'm reading some of them, uh, just trying to keep myself on track and I'm looking, I'm like, I didn't write these, but shout out, Matt. That's, that's big time. Uh, so Tatum, uh, like I said, 312 points, what an accomplishment, but that's really all I have for the Celtics. I think they're, they're promising, you know, they need to keep the defensive ship afloat until Rob Williams comes back. And it's still a little scary that you're going to depend on him being healthy for your defense being good, but Brogdon's made a difference. Uh, Grant Williams has been awesome. Uh, our bench has been really good. So, um, you know, you got to love Horford 37 going out there, you know, playing as much as he can. And, and, um, it, it's an exciting time. I mean, at least one Boston sports team is on the up. The Bruins are killing it as well. Um, most points in the league, I believe they're 11 and one. Uh, I need a Bruins guy to, to get on here. If anyone out there is listening, I'd, I'd love to chop that up. I, I, not a, as big of a Bruins fan as I am the three other major sports in Boston, but uh, definitely one of the more fun games to watch. Probably the best game to watch, uh, sport to watch out of all the major sports. Uh, lastly, wanted to start a new segment, and this this can apply to a lot of different things. Specifically, this is going to be an NBA Teams edition of Who's Buzzing, Who's Talking. So essentially, the... Buzzing means they're playing well, they're they're hot. Uh, who's talking? That means talk is cheap, right? You gotta be, you gotta be doing stuff. You know, say less, do more. Um, that's actions are louder than words. I could keep going on. That 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 that'll keep you here for a while, and no one wants to hear that. But uh, as far as who's buzzing, who would have thought? Danny Ainge, maybe he really is a mastermind. Or maybe he he doesn't want this to happen at all. The Jazz, nine and three, first in the West, leading the league in points per game at one hundred and eighteen point three. Yes, it's early. We're not out of November, but to be nine and three with that team 
a team that was supposedly blowing things up, which they still are. You know, Danny Ainge is going to get draft capital. There'll be sellers at the trade deadline probably. But, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, they made a an interesting branding decision. They're, uh, they're black and neon yellow is their main colors now. So that's definitely an interesting take. But nonetheless, moving on, the Blazers are buzzing. Seven and three after a tough year last year, Dame getting hurt. They're seven and three, tied for second in the West. Uh, they've been playing well to start the year, and Dame has been on a, on another level. And they lost C.J. McCollum. He went to the Pelicans, who started off hot, not so much right now. Another team that I think could actually be one of the more well-rounded teams in the league is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're 8-2. and two. I think they were on a seven-game winning streak. Um, that just got stopped last night against the Cavs, I believe. However... Eight and two, they lead the league in point and differential at 10.9. And that starting lineup is, is starting to get serious. I mean, Donovan Mitchell has been playing very well. Karis LeVert, uh, Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley, I think Sean Wade, not sure who he is, but uh, I really like this Cavs team. And it's, it's interesting how they're doing it, you know, um, they made a big trade. That's how you have to be in those mid to, to smaller markets. And uh, Cleveland's back back in the uh, NBA discussion. So the Jazz, Blazers, and Cavs, at least for this week, are buzzing. Now for the teams that are talking. Well, the Nets, there's a lot going on there. Four and seven. Um, can't really figure it out. Kyrie is being Kyrie. He's being selfish. I mean... Tried to warn you, Nets fans. Saw what he did in Boston. Became a poison. Became a cancer. Um, Kyrie's a guy you, you don't really want if you're trying to create a winning culture. And I love Kyrie individually. I love watching him play basketball. But there's got to be a threshold and a point where his on-the-court, or excuse me, the off-the-court antics are not worth what he provides on the court. And listen, I'm not here to say he's a bad guy or anything like that. That's that's out of bounds. That's not, I don't know. I, I won't speak on anything I don't know. I do know from his track record is he's he's not the easiest guy to play with. He's, he's very self-centered, it seems like. Um, you know, the whole anti-Semitic stuff, I'm not, I'm not here for that. But at the end of the day, he, he's causing attention to himself and not the team and in, in such a positive manner. And I, I, if I'm building a championship team, I want a we guy, not a me guy. And Kyrie just doesn't seem like that. Kevin Durant, he made his bed. He's got to sit in it. This is what he wanted. He left Steph Curry, came to Kyrie. I'm not sure he's loving that. Tried to get his way out last year, did not. Uh, and now he has a broken Ben Simmons along with him who, Came off the bench the other night. It's a mess. I mean, you fire Steve Nash, which, good for Steve. That's a win. He's the biggest winner here. And there's reports of you hiring Ime Udoka. Let's fix, you know, let's fix uh, a broken team with a broken coach. Not saying I know exactly what went on in Boston with Ime, but it doesn't seem good. It wouldn't make sense to to make that kind of hire. 
your PR team is going to be working overtime. So the Nets are in a tough spot, and I it, it's too bad. I really like watching Kevin Durant, and I even like watching Kyrie Irving, but uh, they can't play defense, and Kevin Durant's not shooting the ball well to start the year. They're just overall not a good team. I, I don't see. I don't see the their ceiling being all that high this year, and that thing looks like it's going to get blown up sooner rather than later. Another interesting team who's talking, the Warriors, 4-7. Uh, they're giving up the second most points per game at 120.6. They're 0-6 on the road. They just went on a six-game losing streak. Uh, like I said, 4-7 overall. This is a team I had going to the finals this year playing the Bucks, getting back to the finals. It's not looking like the same team. Klay Thompson looks like he's regressed. Steph Curry, I mean, they're going to figure it out, I think. I think, you know, they're too good of a team. They have too much talent. Um, James Wiseman still needs to take another step. Draymond, you know, be that facilitator. But uh, their defense hasn't looked great. And um, we'll see how this transpires. But I'm starting to think they caught lightning in a bottle. You know, you – they are a dynasty, but how long it's going to be, I'm not too sure. Um, this start doesn't look good, and if you can't win on the road, forget about winning in the postseason. You need a win on the road if you want to win an NBA championship like they did last year. And last but not least, the Los Angeles Lakers, 2-8. and eight. LeBron, what, I mean, what did the Cavs do his second year? His second stint, excuse me, when he came back. They put shooters around him. They put Kevin Love around him. They had Kyrie. You know, they were bringing in all these guys, Richard Jefferson, Amon Schumper, J.R. Smith. They, they brought in shooters. That's what's going to help LeBron elevate his teammates, is shooters. They're worse than three-point percentage. 29.1, pathetic. Their second worst... And point differential behind the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> it's it's a shame they're wasting one of the best talented players in the league, in the le- history of the league, excuse me. The best play- basketball player I, I've had the pleasure of watching on the court with my own two eyes. I wasn't alive for Jordan, unfortunately. Not at least that I could remember, but there's no one like LeBron. And you, you got to appreciate it while he's on the court, just like Tom Brady. You don't know how many more times you're, you're going to be able to get to see it. And everyone's human. You know, LeBron may play another few years, but you're not going to get, you know, he's at his best right now. And it's just going to slowly deteriorate. And it is what it is. You know, I, I've, he's, a, he's a rival of the Celtics, never really loved him. He, he's another guy who <laughs> kind of, put him in the Kyrie group, but there's one thing you can't say about him, and that's he doesn't make his teammates better. That's what he's always done. Uh, he's a specimen, and uh, I've seen him live in person, and it, it, it's something, let me tell you that. But anyways, 2-8, and eight, Anthony Davis should probably just get going. I mean, who else can you trade there? You, you know, you're not going to get – you're going to get peanuts for Russ. I mean, there's even the talk of trading LeBron if he didn't bring you in so much money from just – you know, merchandise and all that. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what else he's, he's there for. I don't think he's there to win. 
That doesn't seem like it. Seems like he's going to have the Hollywood uh, storybook ending of going to Hollywood and making movies. And, you know, maybe he'll get a year with his son. But uh, I'm not sure this is going to be the year for the Lakers and his time is, is clicking. But we'll see how that goes. That's it for the NBA segment. Celtics 7-3, and three-game three winning streak. Who's buzzing? Who's talking? NBA teams edition. Uh we're going to do more of that as this show goes on, uh, but definitely a, a fun start to it. And we're going to keep trying to include more segments as we move forward. Uh, last but not least, uh, we do have uh, week 10 pickums with Connor Meehan, so stick around for that. Okay, week 10 pickums back at it once again. Uh, last week, only 13 games on the slate. Connor and I split nine and four. I think we had, what, two separate picks uh, last week? Yeah, I think just the two and one, one and one. So, just to give you an update on the overall standings, uh, Connor's still in the lead, two and a half games, 83-51. Myself is... 81 and 54 starting with the Thursday night game. I don't know. Al Michaels must have not seen the schedule when, when they got released for Amazon or they're just paying him a billion dollars because he's not getting great matchups. Uh, this Thursday night, four and five Atlanta Falcons traveling to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, both teams within striking distance of that division. Uh, Falcons, same record as the Buccaneers. The Falcons lost on a uh, late walk-off kick uh, by the Chargers. The Panthers got dismantled by Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. And Connor, I'll, I'll let you start this one off. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons. And I <clears throat> I you know, reached out to you because I was like, oh, I wish I picked the Falcons. I couldn't remember. Uh, coming into last week, I, I thought they were going to get a win. They didn't, so I'm glad I stuck with the Chargers. But um, I like what the Falcons are doing. Uh, I still think there's a chance they win the division. And, again, it's the Panthers, like you said. I don't know what's going on with these Thursday night matchups, but I like the Falcons on the road. Yeah, it looks like uh, Baker Mayfield might it might be in position to get that start, so that'll be interesting. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, both these teams are just not very good. The Falcons had a crazy ending to that game that obviously resulted in a Chargers walk-off field goal. But nonetheless, moving on to the Sun – or excuse me, I have the Falcons as well. I'm not going to skip that one, but uh, cool. as much as the rest of the American public. <clears throat> moving on, Sunday morning game. This is uh, not the easiest of picks. Seattle Seahawks, six and three. They're hot. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year, going into the stumbling four and five NFC South division leading Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Got a last second uh, touchdown drive from Tom Brady to Baby Gronk, the rookie tight end, Otten. Uh, Connor, I'll let you start with this one as well. 
Yeah, so the game in Germany, first one in Munich, I believe, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be like a home game for the Bucks. I feel like they they really did it right as far as having Tom Brady playing this game. Uh, I honestly feel like this is not a game they usually would give to Tom Brady, making him travel uh, mm-hmm. to Germany. But uh, I can't even imagine how long that flight is for Seattle uh, going to Germany. This is a toss-up, but I like Tom to win this game and just like – Weird conditions in Germany. Uh, I like them to build off of last week, so I'm gonna roll up the Bucks here. Yeah, I I think it's a great start to the NFL in Germany. There's no one else better to represent your brand more than Tom Brady and a fun Seattle team. Uh, I'm actually going with Seattle, and you're making me nervous on on the traveling, but uh, I think Pete Carroll has these boys playing very well. I think the offense is looking good. Uh, I I think that defense is very uh, underrated as well. And uh, I just – I like this team overall more than the Tampa Bay Bucks. They seem like they can't figure it out. Uh, I hope that's not the case. I, I, <clears throat> I think it's better for the league when Tom Brady is <clears> – <throat> damn it. When Tom Brady is, you know – performing at a high level but I, I do like seattle here so we're uh we're off to a hot start yeah for the record too i i do think the, the seahawks are a better team but i just in the scenario give me the factors uh i'm leaning towards towards the bucks but I th- it's a close one for sure okay yeah and uh the i don't know the line on it maybe the bucks are favored by one if i had to guess uh but according to espn 51 percent of the picks are on Seattle. So it is pretty much a pick them. Uh, yeah. Two and I, a half, two and yeah. a half Buccaneers. Wow. Yeah. I, I like Seattle in this game. Uh, although it, 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 it could haunt me. I usually pick the bucks, but uh, I'm going Seattle here. Starting the one o'clock games, uh, a very anticipated matchup. The seven, one Minnesota Vikings. They're on a six game winning streak. Uh, going into Buffalo, <clears throat> hopefully Josh Allen is okay. I mean, it looked like his elbow uh, got hurt on an interception or a fumble. I forget the play exactly, but, um, you know, he's getting tests on that. Uh, I'm going to pick this as if Josh Allen was going to play, and I think he will. Uh, but I like the Bills. Bounce back week. There's the Vikings as much as I, I like them. And they've been winning every close one possession game, unlike last year. Uh, but I think the Bills are too talented, especially at home after a tough loss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I picked the Bills too, not thinking about Josh Allen. Um, if he's out, obviously that changes a lot. Even if he's not not healthy, mm-hmm. um, he's playing, I still feel like the Vikings are going to win, but I'm going to roll with the Bills. Um I think they're going to get it together after, you know, kind of that wake up call, like, especially if Josh Allen's healthy, like, I think they're going to be pissed. They're going to assert their dominance. The Vikings have won a lot of close games, but not, a, not, I don't think many of them have been against a top 10 team. They've beat no. some, some teams, but it's been a lot of teams that they should win. So um, I think they'll come back down to earth a little bit as the season goes on. Hopefully Josh Allen plays and I'll feel good about going with the Bucks. I'm at the Bucks. Right. Right. And you know, 
Minnesota's only losses to the Eagles, uh, who's definitely a superior team at this point. And it feels like the, the Vikings ceiling is not as high as the other teams with worse records uh, at the top of the standings, but this is a prove it game. If Minnesota somehow takes this win in Buffalo, then I think people are going to have to take them serious. But as of right now, uh, that's, that's not going to be the case. Yeah. I think their best win would be, <clears throat> they beat Miami, but that was without Tua. beat the Cardinals, beat the commanders, saints, lions, green Bay. So none of those wins are that convincing. Uh, Moving on, a NFC North uh, showdown. Kind of, you know, not a big game as far as playoff implications go when it's all said and done. But two teams who are, seem like they're putting it together. I mean, the Lions obviously are are the lions and will continue to be that but they they did get a win at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers which seems to never happen and it seems like they may the Packers may have lost that more than the Lions won but the Chicago Bears obviously a 3 and 6 record is not great but their offense has definitely turned it around uh, and for those reasons I'm I'm going to pick them this week at home against the Lions yeah, me too. This felt like one that we might split, but I'm going to go with the Bears too. Um, I think they're obviously on an upward progression. The Lions had a good win, I guess. Honestly, was they scored 15 points. So uh, I like the Bears. They've had a really tough slate, and they've been playing a lot of these games really, really close. So uh, I like the Bears here to beat. Uh, I, I think they're better uh, than the Lions overall. So Agreed. I like them there in the division game. Yeah, and Justin Fields uh, has been playing out of his mind lately yeah, ever, si- ever since the game in the monday night game in foxborough uh he's been on a tear so yep. which is good I, I like justin fields i think he's uh you know he, he reminds me of russell wilson uh yep. obviously a little taller bigger but uh prime russ at that time yeah which brings us to our next game the three and five denver broncos going into Tennessee at five and three Tennessee put up a great fight in Kansas city on Sunday night, but they do have a quarterback that cannot throw the ball effectively. Uh, I don't think they have a wide receiver. That's caught a touchdown pass this year. Uh, this will be tractor seat season game for Derek Henry. Uh, and the Broncos are coming off a bye. the last time we saw them was in London against the Jags. Me and I'll let you start this one off. Before I do, you said this is a what game for Derrick Henry? Tractor Cito. He's just going to be a full-blown tractor mowing people down. Got it. Cutting them down. I was going to ask you to explain that to the listeners. Um, Yep. Asking for a friend. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I. This is a tough one, too. Um, I think these teams have a lot of inefficiencies. Like you said on offense, I can see this being a low-scoring, gritty type game. This, you know – this is just like what this game's going to shape up to be, but I am going to roll with the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked what I saw from them last week. Don't believe in the, the the Broncos yet, so give me them at home. Yeah, uh, I'm actually going to fade you here. I'm going with the Broncos here on the road. Uh, I think it's going to be an ugly game. <clears throat> I think the Broncos have uh, an edge defensively, mm-hmm. and if they can – they're not going <clears> to <throat> take away Derrick Henry, but I think if they can slow him down, the only way they lose this game is if Derrick Henry beats them. I think they they have a front that can 
can make some stops here, but as long as Nathaniel Hackett doesn't blow it, which is a, a hard ask, but I'm going with the upset here. I'm going with Denver. It's been a wacky NFL season. I'd expect this game to be 14-13, 10-9, something mm-hmm. like that. It, it, yep. it, I would I would crush whatever the under is. Yep. I'm going to go with whoever I think is a better coach who's going to win a just stupid game, and yep. I think it's Mike Rabel. Yeah. I get it, but this is the NFL, and uh, this is the way. Moving on, we this isn't a game we really have to go deep into, but – uh, Jacksonville Jaguars going into Kansas City. Um, Kansas City, although they've had some holes in in their game this year, uh, I'm just I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs here. Although they did lose to the Colts in Indianapolis, but uh, I don't see any way Jacksonville um, wins this game. Maybe they keep it close, but I, I just I don't see. I can't convince myself to see it any other way. Seems like a year ago that that they lost to the Colts. Doesn't even feel like the same season. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to go with the Jack. No, <laughs> you thought? No. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, give me the Chiefs. Moving on. Yeah, can't blame you. Uh, next game. Uh, on paper, it it's definitely another one that doesn't need much elaborating on. Uh, the Cleveland Browns going into the Miami Dolphins and uh, Tyreek Hill first receiver to a thousand yards this year. Uh, They have the fastest offense in the league. I think Miami is climbing in the power rankings. Uh, Tua is undefeated in games that he has started and finished. Uh, I do like the, the fins this week, but I do. I think it'll be interesting to see if the Browns can get after Tua. I know he gets the ball out quick, but if, if they can disrupt the line and win the game in the trenches, I think they could definitely make this interesting and and maybe steal one in Miami. But for the safe side of things, I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going with the Dolphins. Dolphins too. I think you covered a lot of those those tidbits. I, I saw that too. That was interesting. That they haven't lost the game that Tua started and finished. Um, he's playing like an MVP candidate, which I have to admit, like he's making me eat my words. I, I definitely gave Tua a lot of. A lot of slack for no reason other than just me being a Patriots fan. So, mm-hmm. uh, Agreed. but yeah, I have no reason to, to go against Miami here or be convinced by, by the Browns. So go with them at home. Okay. Uh, the Houston Texans one, six and one going into the Meadowlands playing the New York giants at six and two. Uh, I like the giants here. They're coming off a bye week um, coming off a tough loss to the Seahawks. I like for them to get back on track. I'm not sure they have a high ceiling similar to the Vikings, but I will, uh, I'll take the giants here. Um, probably in a two score win at minimum. Yeah, me too. I, I think this is, the, you know, they've got some confidence. Obviously it's always good coming off a bye. kind of, I don't want to call it, I don't want to underestimate the Texans, but they haven't shown a lot, but it's good coming off a bye. you know, and facing a team like the Texans to kind of get the groove back, shake off the rust, take the uh, game plans that have been implemented, the walkthroughs, uh, the extra time in the, uh, you know, studying film. I like them to get going a little bit uh, against the Texans and going on a little bit of a roll again. So okay. that's at home. Big on the Giants, huh? Yeesh. All right. Well, still in the one o'clock games here, the 
New Orleans Saints at three and six going into Pittsburgh playing the Steelers. Steelers coming off a bye week. The Saints lost uh, the Monday night game uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you start here, Meet. I think you usually uh, you defer to me on these 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 toss up games. I'm interested to hear where you're going to go with this first. Okay, uh, putting it back into my lap. I like Yeesh. it. Uh, I'm going with the Saints here. I, I think defensively they're going to put a lot of pressure on Pickett. Uh, they they got rid of Chase Claypool, which I think might help. I don't want to say help their offense, but I think it's going to help Pickens and uh, Deontay Johnson kind of shine a little more here. Uh, but I think the Saints, all they really have going for them is their defense. I expect Kamara to have a better game. Uh, I just think the Steelers are young. They're going to, you know, I think Pickett has a chance to be good. You know, there's still a lot to be proven there. But uh, I just think this is part of being a rookie quarterback and playing against a, a good Saints team. So uh, give me the Saints on the road in Pittsburgh. All right. Here's here's an opportunity for, for moving up. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, I don't have a ton of confidence in this. This is a toss up pick. Um, but I feel like the Steelers are coming off a lot of tough games. Uh, they went Buffalo to Tampa Bay to Miami to, to the Eagles and, and the jets before Buffalo. So they've been in a tough stretch and I feel like this is kind of just that one coming up. That's winnable for them. Uh, like mm -hmm. getting that first good solid win, uh, under Kenny Pickett. So uh, this just looked like an opportunity for for Mike Tomlin to show he's still a good coach, you know, going to get his wins. It's not going to be an embarrassing season as far as wins. Like they're going to, they're not going to get to their, uh, he's not going to keep his streak going, but I like them to get a win here. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'm surprised on ESPN that 68% of the public is on the Saints. I think that that'd be more like, I'd see like 60, 40, maybe 55, 45, but 68, 32 is, is definitely a little surprising to me. Yeah. Um, it, it really feels like a 50, 50 game, especially it being in Pittsburgh, but I, I just, I like the saints. I don't think they're uh, offensively. They're definitely struggling, but I, I do like uh, their defense to, to shut Pickett down. Moving on to, Kind of a toilet bowl game at this point, which is kind of crazy to think about. But uh, the Colts just kind of cleaned house on the coaching side, obviously hired Jeff Saturday, who has no play calling experience. Uh, Frank Reich was fired. Uh, Sam Ellinger looked terrible. The whole Indianapolis Colts offense looked terrible. I want to say they had negative yards in the first half or first quarter, excuse me. Uh, in Foxborough last week. So they are going into Vegas at two and six, who has just been a very underwhelming team. Great uh, first half team. Playoff great. playoff team in the first half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, blew a 10-point lead last week. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders here. Uh, I'm not sure getting back on tracks the right way to put it, but I just think this Colts team is in – uh, array of dismay and I, I don't know I don't know how they put this thing back together uh it's definitely not going to be a short-term fix I don't know if Ellinger's the guy they they roll out this week I don't know why they wouldn't play Nick Foles I guess Ursay is kind of making the moves here because if you're a 
if you are a GM, I think his last name is Ballard, uh, you, you probably don't hire Jeff Saturday. You probably hire someone. If you want to keep your job, you probably hire someone that has play calling and coaching experience, at least on a college level. Uh, so I just think they're in too deep of a hole right now. I, I like the Raiders, even though they're not uh, foundationally sound either. Yeah, uh, tough one. I, I, I'm finding about myself with these picks that I kind of just look for weird reasons, you know, mm -hmm. weird reasons to go with the team. And, it, you know, it's serving me well being up two and a half games. But mm. um, I'm going to go with the Colts. And the reason being is that I think, what did you say, a ray of dismay. Yep. <laughs> so you said. <laughs> I did. I did. Fantastic. But, I think that um, makes sense. That's yeah, we'll we'll roll with it. Um <laughs> but I'm gonna Sometimes I say things to make yeah. me sound smarter, but uh we all know the, the real answer to that question. Yeah, yeah, oh, I get it. Um yeah, but no, I think that uh both teams are just in the worst possible places that you could be. Uh, Colts are obviously in a terrible position, but I just feel like a lot of times when there's a change at the coaching level, like at the head coach level. It's it's additional incentive for the players. They take it personally that their mm -hmm. production on the field was the reason that a coach got fired. Mm -hmm. I think everyone respects Jeff Saturday. I feel like it might be just like one burst of effort that they go right. out in. Uh, I would love for them to throw Matt Ryan out there. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to go with the Colts here on the road to really. I don't even know how how late how long Josh McDaniels keeps his job, especially if they lose this one. So, yeah, just. I mean, it's a lesser of two evils at this point. Um, the Colts is just such a fascinating thing. It all happens so fast. Doesn't seem like there's a succession plan. You're you're better off at this point. I mean, they're still in striking distance of that division. Uh, cool. That's one of the worst ones in the uh, AFC, if not the league. Um, <clears throat> but the Raiders, man, I just it, – it's amazing. I mean – uh, Josh McDaniels has to have one of the worst active coaching records between this stint and uh, with Denver. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I'd love moving. to have him back in New England. Yeah. I mean, I think Mac Jones would too, but that's a, another story yeah. for another day. Uh, moving on to the 425 games, uh, the Dallas Cowboys at six and two coming off a of bye week. I think they're, uh, on the edge of being Super Bowl contenders at this point, having Dak Prescott back and going into Lambeau Field playing a probably the lowest point of Aaron Rodgers' career Packers teams. I just, I've never, I don't remember any of this being this bad since he's been the starting quarterback. Three and six at home. Uh, I like the Cowboys. I just, I, you can't, you can't tell me that they're going to, even at home that they're going to beat a Cowboys team that uh, <laughs> coming off a loss to the Lions. I just, I can't, I can't see it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think if the Lions defense can make Aaron Rodgers look that bad um, and it wasn't just his receivers, it wasn't just this and that it was him turning the ball over within in the red zone three times uh, tip passes at the line. Like the only time we're going to go with the Packers in any of these games is if they have a complete turnaround. I mean, we're talking about five straight losses, maybe yeah, five straight, like unless they really, really turn it around and just wow us, like they have no, no reason to get any picks. So I'm going to go with the, the Cowboys as well. Yeah. I mean, 
Aaron Rodgers throwing three interceptions is in a game is insane. Even more so it being in Detroit and two of those being in the red zone. I just, it doesn't add up between him yeah. and Brady. Uh, I, I, uh, and I know the scoring is down to the lowest overall it's been in the NFL since the seventies, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think you're also seeing a lot of parody as well, which I think is good for a consumer, but this, uh, if I was a, a betting man, I, I, I wouldn't know where to go this year. It's been so up and down. Who do you, uh, who do you think is in worse, a worse, a worse position? Uh, the Packers or the Bucks? I would say Packers because Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust his wide receivers. It, yeah. it looks that way on the field, you know, obviously personally, I don't know, but yeah. I think, I think Tom has, I mean, Tom has the track record of coming back from stuff too, you know, yeah. and, and they're uh, tied for first in the, yeah. in the division. So and they have more to play for, I think. It, exactly. And, you know, I just don't know how the Packers get a win. I, I don't, this isn't a good start to it. I still think, um, I mean, they have a lot of hard games left on the schedule as well. So it's bizarre. You never want to see a quarterback like that kind of end his career this way, but, um it, it seems like it's unfolding uh I mean hey he took a lot of money and can't really bring a lot of people back can't sign Devontae Adams so uh yep. that's really what it comes down to so moving on to the other 425 game the Arizona Cardinals three and six going into uh SoFi Stadium playing the three and five Rams both teams have looked just terrible I don't know how other way to put that. Uh, me and I'll let you start here. Yeah, the bottom dwellers in the uh, NFC West. Crazy to say. Um, my pick here is LA. Um, not a lot of confidence in it, but I just I just feel like they're they are a team who is going to turn it around. Um, I still have confidence in them. I still think that division's wide open, even though they have a, you know, they're two and a half, mm -hmm. two and a half game lead, mm -hmm. uh, the Seahawks do. So uh, toss up for me here too, uh, but I'm going to go with the Rams to get one done at home. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on the pick. I'm not in agreement with you that they're going to turn around. I think their offensive line is horrendous um, and their defense, you know, has been okay, but uh outside of Cooper cup, they don't even have a running game. They, they don't trust their line to run the ball enough. Um, I think the Rams might, might be imploding from within. And at some point this kind of blows up in your face. Uh, if you're Sean McVay and, and the, the team here, because they don't have draft picks or anything like that. So they're kind of working with a crew. That's just only going to get older. Um, the core of Stafford cup, Donald or um, Donald. So I just, I think these seasons are inevitable at times when you're all in um, and, you know, they were last year, they were the past three years before that. And I think this is kind of where it comes at a crossroads. Um, but I, <laughs> I do think the Cardinals are just a horrible team. I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury makes it through um, the next few games. I I'd give it till Thanksgiving uh, before he's out of town. Yep. Moving on, Sunday night game. This is a good one. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers five and three, coming off a thriller win 
going into San Fran at four and four. San Fran gets a week to get healthy. That defense was very banged up. Devo Samuel was out. Uh, so I think they very much benefited from the bye week at that timing. I'm going to go San Fran here at home. I think uh, they're a team that could be involved in the games played in January. So I'm not sold on the Chargers. I don't think their defense is great. And Herbert has definitely underperformed. Yeah, you know what's funny is before what what is it? After the first game CMC played with the Niners, the media was like, "This is like, what are they doing? They have no draft picks. They just traded all in on Christian McCaffrey. They already, you know, can throw in any running backs. And then they had one big game, and now they're in people's Super Bowl predictions, which is just I, I don't get how how it happens. But all that to say, I am going with the Niners uh, in this one. <clears throat> um, maybe I, I'm, am feeling a little bit of, of what the media is saying. I, I just think they, <laughs> their offense looks good, but I, to say that they're going to be in the Super Bowl after one good game is ridiculous. And I'm not on board there yet, but I like them to get one done here, uh, Sunday night. What's your thoughts on the Chargers? Like, what's their ceiling for you? Do you, do you think they're a fringe playoff team? Like, where do they fall in your mind? I mean, what's his, uh, um, why am I blanket? Justin Herbert has no one to work with. That's true. Like, I mean, I love I love the fact that the wide receivers are out because he's just stuffing the ball down Austin Eckler's throat, uh, which is fantastic. Um, but like no Keenan Allen, his best his 10 target machine, like 10 target right. machine and Keenan Allen's been out the entire year. Mike Williams is hurt. Um, like we can't expect this guy. It's the same situation as a young quarterback. He needs top dogs. Right. So unless they get healthy, like if they can stay afloat uh, until some of those guys get healthy and the offense can start building up some consistency together, I can see them getting hot. So mm-hmm. um, I don't believe their ceiling is Super Bowl, but I believe they they should they can make the playoffs and, and win okay. a game. Okay. Well, last but not least, Washington Commanders four and five lost a nail biter at home against the Vikings, going into the undefeated eight and zero Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I like the Eagles. I just think they're a better team. I do think this game will be closer than a lot of people anticipate, but uh, I like the Eagles to continue to to roll on here going 9-0. and They're beating up on the bad teams. We'll see when, uh, you know, they have to play the Cowboys and, and Giants again. But for now, I think they're the superior team over Washington, and I think they get the win at home. Yeah, me too. I, I'm kind of bummed that the Commanders keep – taken they've got a tough schedule it seems like they every, every week because i i think they they have a chance to win a lot of these games but agreed and i think they'll have a chance to win this game too but i i ultimately don't think they will um so i like eagles to get to nine and i was well okay so i think we got four separate picks um i would say like six really potential toss-up games if i counted correctly mm-hmm. i think we have four is that yeah right? we do yes yeah. uh seattle tampa uh denver tennessee uh saint steelers colts raiders yep yep so so someone's gonna move up someone's gonna move down um the 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 scariest one for me is honestly not the broncos titans is the seahawks uh buccaneers i've never bet against brady and i feel like he's he's just gonna make me eat my words however um I'm I'm just not seeing it. I don't he he's just they're not getting it together. 
Doesn't uh, I agree. Again, Seahawks are the better team. Doesn't mean they'll win, though. So, mm. Any given Sunday, right? Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, thank you for your time. That's week 10 pickums. Me and two and a half game lead. Uh, no pats this week. So uh, we'll see you back for week 11. All right. Take it easy. Bye. All right. Another episode in the books. 24 of them down. Uh, Matt start as being a co-host not the greatest no 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 matt's been phenomenal um very disappointed and uh sad and lonely that he couldn't make it this time but definitely excited for what we have stored in the future matt definitely will be back next week uh he was he was being a great citizen of america and uh we missed him this episode hopefully i didn't lose your interest too much along the way but uh, this was an experience for me as it was for you and uh, just super excited to to be consistent with this and and hopefully you guys continue to come along for the ride. So we'll see you next week and uh, some good football going on, getting into the holidays, Thanksgiving, football starts really picking up. So uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Have a great end to the week. We'll see you next week. Peace. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzzity taco. We're buzzing over here and we're talking over there. Buzz taco, talkity buzz. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Oh, talkity talk. Buzz, talkity talk. Buzz, 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 talkity talk. Talk, buzz, talk, talk, talkity buzz. Buzz, talkity buzz. buzz.